Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. I want you to enjoy your journey through this life, accomplish all the goals that you can and that you want to in this life between you, your family, your friends, your loved ones, etc. That's what I'm all about. I'm on this journey as well and just simply sharing on Tuesdays, gear reviews, tinkering Tuesdays, so mindset, gear reviews, things that I've learned, groups you should be associated with, in my opinion, obviously. And then on Saturdays, I have amazing conversations with individuals like today where I get to share them with you. I sit down and record with people, conversations that I want to have personally, and I get to share that information that I've learned with you. So with that being said, today we have an amazing guest. His name is Dan and his, basically his company is Aim for a Pass-Through. It's something that has kind of stood out to me for the last little bit as I've seen his stabilizers grow. Uh, the, the whole idea behind his stabilizers is pretty awesome. Honestly, I was a skeptic until I went and actually held them. I knew he was a good guy, but I just didn't understand the whole concept of it. So you should go check him out. I'll leave the link down below. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, I want to give a shout out to the show sponsors and partners. Guys, First Form and First Form Outdoors, you guys know I love my First Form supplements, the most clean supplements out there on the market. Uh, they do amazing work in getting you recovered after those hard workouts up on the mountain, hiking, etc. And something I want to highlight for you guys so you can get over the fear of wanting to try something new. There's a 110% money back guarantee. That's not something that we talk about enough, but it really is true. 110% money back guarantee. If you don't like the flavor, if there's something wrong with it, whatever it may be, get in contact with support and they will make sure that you are taken care of. So check out the link down below. Uh, right now in my group, Redbeard's Fit Crew, we're doing a greens challenge just so you can see how adding those probiotics and everything that comes with the greens formula will help you and your digestive system. So go take a chance. Trust me, you won't regret it. Uh, some of my favorite flavors I've mentioned before on the protein right now is that dream sickle, guys. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but a good ice cold water post-workout dream sickle Formula One, which is the isolate protein to help you recover mixed with the ignition, the carb to get you your body recovered faster as well. Go check those out. If you got any questions, shoot me an email or message me. Now, without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Dan and why he came up with a stabilizer that breaks the mold, changes the game in a market that is so saturated already. Check it out. Tune in and enjoy. Yep, I got you. All right, yeah. everybody, we cool. are here and live. We've got Danny Alba. Uh, thanks again for everyone tuning in. We've got a special podcast for you guys today. Danny here has created something that hasn't been seen on the market, uh, and I'm really excited for him to talk about that. I love when people find little niches that they basically say, I can do it better. And you go and you make a product and you, you don't just talk about it. You don't complain. You go and you problem solve. And it's, uh, I, I love that idea. So, um, Danny, who are you in a nutshell? I mean, I just barely met you, so I don't know you very well, but I met you out at uh tax San Antonio officially in person. We've kind of chatted back and forth over Instagram before that. Uh, but who are you? Man, uh, first of all, let me say, I appreciate you inviting me to your podcast, man. I've been watching you, following you for a while and, had some pretty cool people on here and I've listened so all day long. I sit in a tractor all day. It's what I do full time, but I sit in a tractor, listen to podcasts all day. So I listen to your show and listen to everybody else's show and man, you're doing a good job. And man, I appreciate you having me on first off. Uh, so you introduced me. My name's Danny Alba. I'm from Texas, central Texas, born and raised. Uh, this, this man, this idea that, that I have is, is, it's, it's pretty simple. It's basic. You know, it, it came out of necessity hunting in the back country is which is what I love to do, which, you know, everybody over, always asks, man, you're, you're a Texan. What are you doing hunting in the, in the mountains, man? I've been, I've been hunting in the mountains in Colorado for 20 years. I've been hunting in, in Idaho since 2015. So man, I just, the mountains are very in me, man. I just can't get them out. I'll probably end up there soon or, you know, one day that's just my, you know, my passion is hunting in the mountains. So, Man, having this new, uh, really, it's so dumb. I mean, it's just a, it was just a simple idea that I had while I was hunting in the backcountry, and 
uh, it was because it was, it was, I mean, if, if you, if you walk in the back country and you hunted and you, you go walk into a stand, whatever, I don't, I don't care how much you work out. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. If you carry your bow and a pack and water and food and everything else for miles and miles and miles, something's going to wear you out. First thing's going to wear you out is your bow, your bow hand, your shoulder, your fingers, your hand, your, your all that stuff's going to start wearing out. So, and that's what was happening to me. So back in, back in 2017, I was hunting the back country and I had this, uh, I had this bow, this older bow, and it was super heavy, had a bunch of stuff on it. Uh, and I really didn't even like stabilizers, to be honest with you. I mean, that to me, it's just something that sticks out of your bow and has weight. That's basically, if you look across the market, that's every single stabilizer on the market sticks out of your bow and has weight. That's all they do, period. So I had this idea uh, when I, while I was hunting. I was carrying my bow, and uh, I had this old stabilizer that was that was digging into my forearm, both sides, right? And it was just causing irritation and just causing my arms to wear out, you know, just carrying it and, you know, holding it. And, you know, back in the day, back in 2016, 2017, and before that, we didn't have all these fancy ways to hang your bow and clip your bow and do all this stuff where you could glass. So I was like, you know, holding the bow and glassing and calling and doing all that stuff. So it wear you out, you know? So, I, man, I stopped. And uh, because that thing was wearing me out after a couple of days, I stopped and I found a little stick and I've told this story before and everybody loves it uh, just because it's so dumb, you know, and it's, and it's so simple and how the idea came about. But I found this little stick that was shaped in the, in the saddle, you know, like you and I, and I kind of broke it and cut it up with my pocket knife and I zip tied it to the stabilizer I was using. And that's it <laughs> right there. That's, that's prototype number one. So I call that the Mach one. So if you see this, you see these little, these hard little deals right here. Those are what was digging into my forearm. I mean, you can see how that's going to irritate you. So I was carrying my bow like this, and those things were just digging in, digging in, digging in. And man, they just, it was causing like an irritation. So when I found that, I, I stuck it on there, zip tied it, and that thing just, boop, just sat in there, and it made it just so much comfortable. So that's where the idea came from, man. Just a, out of necessity, it worked. And uh, I was like, well, matter of fact, it actually, added just a little more forward weight so i'm like what well why not why can't weights on every single stabilizer do something if you're going to add weight to your bow why not it do something so i mean when i got back to the house i started working on things and figuring out how i could build one so i went into my shop and uh this was prototype number two i call it the mach 2 model uh it was just a solid bar you know solid aluminum bar and I tapped it on the back so it would attach to my bow. I bent this a piece of aluminum here and screwed it to it and then wrapped it in, in paracord just for padding. And I put that on my bow and I used that thing, man, probably for about a year and a half from about 20, you know, 2018 season, 2019 season, somewhere around there. And I actually went to South Africa and I had this on my bow and I hunted in South Africa and killed animals with it and all kinds of stuff. And everywhere I went, of course, like it is now, like you do, like everybody sees it, like, what the hell is on your bow? Everybody's always <laughs> asking, what in the hell is that on your bow? Because you see it now, everybody sees it now, and everybody wonders, what, what the heck is that thing? You know, because it looks different. It's, it's, there's never been anything like it, which is, to me, still blows my mind because it was so simple, man. It's just a saddle, really, is all it is. And, you know, now, now you know, the Mach 6 model is pretty awesome, does a lot of cool things. Uh, but just, just the fact that it was just a simple, basic idea, uh, it's turned into what it is today. It's kind of, it still blows my mind, man. I'm just still like, I don't believe it. You know, I kind of got that imposter syndrome, I guess what they call it, you mm -hmm. know, it's just cause it's, it, it's, it's shedding light on me. It's shedding light on the industry. And now I'm kind of, uh, I, I take, you know, I'm not on the American made bandwagon. I've always been that way. I've been that way my whole life. You know, I'm hardcore. Patriot, hardcore American, big time, you know, hardcore Texan. If you've been in Texas, you know how we are. We we show off everything. That's just what we do. Uh, just that's just the way it is here. So, you know, everything's big here. Uh, you know, we take pride in everything we do. So, you know, I've always been that way. And and even before all this that we have nowadays with American made stuff, it's uh it's for me it it just means more, you know. So what I'm trying to do now with this company. Is, is shed more light on on the American side versus just because I got a cool product, you know. So I'm trying to use that as my as my soapbox, should I say, 
you know, so I can figure out how I can bring more awareness to keeping everything in the United States. So I was told, man, by I can't tell you several, several people that told me that I can't build this here in America. I can't build it here. I can't make a profit. I won't make it in the market. There's too many competitors, too many people, blah, 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 on and on and on. And and for a while, I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with them. And I gave up for a minute. You know, I had this I had this model on my bow for two and a half years. And then I made the Mach 3. And that was the one that I actually had. You know, we started producing. So the Mach 3, which is a solid aluminum bar and, and coated in plastisol PVC. And that's it. That's just a solid barge, all it was. So it, uh, you know, and everybody, and, and that didn't, I mean, I got a little traction on it, but after that, I just kept getting all these people. They're like, man, it, it's, it, you're, you're, it's a pipe dream, you know? And I, man, I gave in for a little while and I gave up on it, which is kind of dumb of me because I don't ever give up on anything, but you know, I just kept on the, on the back burner, back burner, back burner. Cause I kept it on my bow. I left it on my bow everywhere. I went, everybody always wanted one. They always kept saying, what the heck is that on your boat? So I started pushing it more, man. And, uh, you know, it's, I went from the Mach, you know, Mach 2 to Mach 3 to Mach 4 model. And then I went to the Mach 5, which the Mach 5 one is when I really started getting on the map, you know, when, when the Mach 5 came out, which was in 20, uh, end of 21, 2022 uh, is when it really got on the map. Uh, and then there's some, you know, some big guys in the industry that, put it on their bow and started using it. And man, after that, it kind of really took off. And, uh, and then they loved it and they sent me messages that they loved it and they'll never take it off. And it's the best freaking thing they ever seen, which is kind of crazy. And, and, you know, now I'm in the, I'm probably getting way ahead of myself, but, but now I'm just kind of like talking about it. Uh, now I'm in the Mach six. So to go from, to go from a stick, you know, this little old, 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 uh, deal to the Mach 2 and then now we're in the Mach 6 model which is the Mach 6 10 inch so I, I really want to talk about it because when you know people see it they say oh cool you know it's aluminum bar with a saddle on it well if if you know manufacturing and you know machining and you know how to design this stuff on CAD and, and you understand all the little tolerances and the parameters and everything that goes into the, all these little circumferences and diameters and I mean it's a lot, man. I'm telling you, it's a lot, you know, to deal with, to deal with all these little, these little things that, that, that you try to, that, you know, you send it out there and then, you know, you get a couple critiques back and then, uh, you know, but the main, the main feature of this, the main where the, where the, where the, the patent really lies at is the saddle. So, and what, what's cool about this, uh, you know, I've, I've had, man, when I went to the ATA show in January of 20, of uh, this year, 2023, uh, man, I can't tell you how many people ask me about, do I have a plan? So I have distributors come by, they come talk to me, can look at me and then they, they talk, 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 then they leave and they come back. Hey, you got a patent on that thing? I said, yeah, I do. Uh, it was, man, it was pretty simple, pretty easy. I don't know if you've ever been through that process or heard about it. Uh, but to get a patent, everybody told me right off the bat, oh, you got to hire an attorney. You got to hire an attorney. Well, that attorney is going to cost you eight grand in a, in a, in a one fee. And then you got to send your paperwork and that's going to cost you another eight grand. So about 16 to 20 grand. Yeah. You might be able to get your patent. Well, we were able to, I was able to look up how to do this by myself online, uh, the patent stuff. And man, I filed for an application back in 2018, 2017, 2018. And because this dumb little thing right here has never been designed, never been offered, never been drawn up, nothing in, in the patent registry. Man, I had this patent, not patent pending. I had the e-patent number in about six months. And I did it all by wow. myself for about 350 bucks, about what it costs. So, and and that's, it's still, that's what I'm saying, it just blows my mind that, that, you know, something so simple is turning into what it is today. I say what it is today uh, because I've grown a lot, man. I think, you've, you know, you've seen it, you've been watching. Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of followers. You know, people are like, oh, you only got, you know, 16, 1700 followers. Yeah, well, that's 16, 1700 followers is 16, 1700 American bow hunters. That's a difference. That's a big difference between just having random people or bots or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You got 16, 1700 American bow hunters that are following you and that like my product and that use my product and, and are thinking about buying it and they 
you know, like the people who use it. So that's, that's a team, man. That's an army. I don't care. I don't care how many people you got. That's, that says something. Uh, and then there's a couple big guys in the industry that, that are following me and that use it. You've probably seen them, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, but on the Mach 6 model, so what, what I tried to do, well, not what I tried to do, what I did do, uh, because just trial and error, uh, trying to build this thing and make it to where it'll go from just a useful component, like a tool, to something that's actually useful. It's a component, and it has performance. So, you know, my ultimate goal was, was you know, why – why can't the weights, if you're going to put weights on the front of your bow, the weights on the front of your stabilizer, why won't, why can't they do something? So that's what I did with this saddle. So this saddle now is, uh, it's, it's got a little, it's, it's a little thicker on the saddle. And then the Plastisol PVC that's on the front is bonded. So that allows it to take any kind of vibration, any kind of dampening out, you know, all this stuff that's, this transition from your bow, from your strings, from your string stop into the riser and then through this through this body into the saddle. That's your main dampener. But it's also got dampeners inside the body. So the body's got neoprene and rubber mix dampeners instead of regular old rubber, which if you've seen that old rubber stuff, you get that stuff hot and cold and hot and cold and it turns sticky and it just, you know, it just don't, they, they fall out of there or whatever. This stuff is neoprene. So that stuff's darn pretty nice. And now I've got this uh, this this quick connect system. I, I call it quick connect. It's not that quick, but it's got a it's got an M5 bolt here, and I'll show you how to use that. I call it the handle as well. And then this is the mule mount. So when you see this mule mount, it's the 516 by 24 bolt. But when you see this mule mount, I mean this is this is machined from a solid piece of aluminum. So this was a solid piece that was put into a CNC machine and cut. So you can actually see the radius in the back and see the recessed hole in the back for that button head. And then all these little holes are all lined up, you know, basically scientifically. So they'll line up with the body of this thing. And that, and that's, it'll go either way up, down, it's all lined up, right? But I've, I've been seeing a lot of people are, are mounting it like this, which the, the top of the mount, the, the mule mount goes where it lines up with the body. So all the holes match and everything's kind of matching. So, uh, but that's called, that's called the mule mount. So the reason I made that is so on the Mach 4 model, Mach 4 to Mach 3, it had a solid bolt, just like every other stabilizer, right? Well, on every other stabilizer, it's round. So when you, when you tighten it down, it don't matter where it stops and tighten it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all round. So it's all going to look the same. Well, this thing has to sit in a certain position. It's got to sit where the saddle's up. So whenever you have, whenever you tighten this thing down, you don't know where it's going to stop tightening. And when you tighten it on a bow, it could tighten this way and it could tighten it up and it's here and there. And so I, I was able to get a lock nut and, and put it on here where you could kind of, but it, it takes tools to do that. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with the tools. So the reason I, that's the reason I made this mule mount here. I'm probably talking a lot, but that's the reason I made this mule mount. So the mule mount, is made so you can attach it directly to the bow and that positions the set the saddle upright so when that goes in everything's going to line up this thing the mount is tight it's not going to move so it's made so it'll it'll line up your saddle the way you need it to go and then we're talking about them them tolerances and that radius right there i don't know if you've seen the videos with cnc machine comes down it cuts that radius mm -hmm. uh to to us to match this the exact radius on the back of this mount so there's you know there's no movement back and forth uh man lots of different lots of little things that you know that i had to end up trying to figure out to to be able to do this so when you put that mount on you put your m5 bolt in and you tighten it up that thing tightens down and then on mine so that you know it's sitting up on the bow like this on mm -hmm. mine been able to, to move this handle, which I've been having issues with that lately with people not figuring out how to use this handle. Uh, they're taking the screw out and trying to position the whole position, the handle in a certain spot. Well, you don't do that. What you do is you pull this handle and it'll adjust and then lock into a certain place where you want it. So it's spring loaded. You pull that thing, adjust it, and then lock it back in place. So on this one, on my bow, I always keep it where it's up like this. Uh, because that gives you an option to when you have your bow and you're when you're hiking or whatever, 
you can hook it onto your pack. You can hook it in your pocket. You can hook it wherever you want, and the bow will hang on your person hmm. anywhere you want to. So that's another feature of that of that handle right there. And I've got my bow right here, and this is the way I that's the way I keep it. So it'll hang, you know, from my deal. Also, what it what it's used for, what I use it for when I grip my bow and I'm shooting, all this stuff, I use it for a three-point position. So I lock all these fingers and I know when I touch that thing, my grip is in the same spot every single time I, I shoot. So everything locks in. It's got a little touch right there. I'm locked in my same grip. That's what I hmm. utilize that for. So a bunch of different cool features on that handle. Uh, so when you get into the body of this thing, these holes, you know, people that I wanted it to have a cool look and not just not just a, the actual reasoning behind these holes was to take weight out of the body. So to take weight out of the body versus it being carbon, it's aluminum. So in order to take weight out of it, I needed to drill holes in it. So instead of just going through all random, I gave it a pattern, I gave it a look, gave it a design, something that's going to kind of stick with me for a long time. So that took all the weight out of the body on the Mach 6. And then I left these here so it adds a little more weight to the front. So, you know, this thing is machine where it has all its forward weight in the front. So mm -hmm. this thing actually, you know, you know, everybody else has screw on weights, but you can actually do that on this one as well. It's another feature, another option for the stabilizer. Uh, but when you put it on your bow, I mean, I've seen, I don't know, maybe three or four or five guys out of the thousands I've sold that have added weight to it mm. because it kind of just balances out. I mean, it's, it's 6.5 ounces FOC. So 6.5 FOC on this thing. So it, it has that, it has like a more balanced out performance versus having that, mm. all that light, light, light weight. And then at the end drops off at the bottom. So it's got a little more gradual weight distribution than most other stabilizers because it's aluminum. It's got a little more forward weight, but if you want to add anything, it's tapped on the bottom 5 16th by 24. It's tapped in the front 5 16th by 24. Uh, people are adding weights to the bottom. People are adding stabilizers out the front end of it. Uh, and then again, it's tapped It's tapped right here and right here with an M4. So that's to add a Picatinny rail. And I'm building more of those because uh, I sold out. Uh, when, I, when I made the Mach 5 model, when it came out with the, with the pick rail, uh, especially in Texas, they went like hotcakes because you can add a camera to it. You can add a light to it. You can add a bipod to it. You can add whatever you want to it. So, you know, a pick rail is like a Barbie doll, you know, add whatever you want to it. <laughs> so uh, that that was the other cool option. And I'm building more of those to be able to put those back on the store and uh, and sell those, you know, pretty soon. But uh, that's going to be a that's going to be another cool item that I'm going to release pretty soon. Uh, but that's the Mach 6 model, man. I know there's 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 a whole lot more I can get into on the Mach 6, uh, you know, all the little, you know, what it took to make it. So uh, what questions do you got so far? It's not like I'm talking a lot. I'm going to draw my <laughs> big truck man. real quick. Oh, you're awesome. No, you're, you're good, man. It's, uh, you know, that that's definitely a lot. And let's kind of break down what uh, what you've discussed here. And first and foremost, um, the name of your company is Aim for a Pass-Through. So the people that, that don't, or haven't heard of that, I mean, the symbol's right above his head and I'll, I'll leave the, the link down below for you guys to go check it out. Um, but aim for a pass through is the name of the company. And so, you know, Danny loves the bow hunt, just like you mentioned, he's up in the, uh, in Idaho and up out West just about every year he goes to South Africa, like what he mentioned. So he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's looking for. And that's something that stands out to me is someone that actually uses the products and comes up with something uh, that again, everyone was telling you, you can't really do it. And, and so there's a lot of reasons why people will say that. And I, I think it's kind of funny, uh, honestly, when people say it, because either they've tried it and they failed and they're kind of tipping their hand to you that they failed and they gave up or they're, I don't know, they're scared for you, which doesn't make sense. Cause if they're not investing their money and they're not doing this and that for you, then I don't know why it matters, why they couldn't tell you to just go do it. So, right. And that's cool what they that said. They said I've seen it a hundred times. They said that every guy talked mm -hmm. to said, I've seen this happen a hundred times. Yeah. So you hit that right on the head. Yep. 
Yeah. And it, it's really sad because, you know, there's that famous saying that the graveyard is the richest spot in the world because there's so many ideas that go to the grave with people because either they were scared or they told their buddies not to do it or whatever it was. And, and those people right. didn't overcome those hurdles like, like what you've done. And on right. top of that, you were, you were kind of ramping things up in the middle of uh, the whole pandemic and everything else that was going on too. So I know Texas didn't really uh, let it affect it as much as many other places, but at the same time, it's still in a spot where a lot of people were uh, pushing back. They were holding back. They're you know trying to hold on to what they had. They didn't want to either invest or to do new things or try new things because of all the uncertainty. And I've noticed a, a kind of a trend of people like yourself that decided to take that head on and as a challenge almost, even though it wasn't necessarily a challenge directed directed at Danny, but you took that that pandemic whole situation and said, I'm going to take this as a challenge. I'm going to go handle business. Right. And so you came up with this idea. I love the idea of the saddle. And just to say, um, you know, for those of you just kind of not understanding how this works, uh, Danny did, you did a great job of explaining it, but I'll, I'll tell you from my personal experience, but just holding your bow, um, bows aren't necessarily light. And even if you have a carbon bow, um, it can be pretty hefty, especially if you put any type of stabilizers. Once you got your quiver on full of arrows, you got your sight, you've got everything else, all the little thingamabobs that you're going to add to it. Uh, it gets, it can get heavy. And so, you know, I always joke with people that that's why, you know, I, I like to build up my shoulders and my traps because then during hunting season, I can carry my bow wherever I want and not worry about it. Right. Well, it's still uncomfortable yeah. sometimes. So, um, you know, having the ability to put that saddle into your forearm or right there where your forearm connects to your elbow, uh, it made a huge difference. And even just the little bit that I held it at tax San Antonio, um, it's super comfortable. And, uh, you know, having hairy arms, there's a lot of things that can rub on the hair and kind of make it uncomfortable. Um, the rubber that you've got on the end of that thing is not uncomfortable. It's, it's very comfortable. Um, and there are a lot of cool features, you know, it's got the dampening throughout the whole, the whole system. Uh, it's got dampening built into the end. It's got the weight mainly focused at the end. And like you said, you can add more weights. There's some people, I don't understand it, but they like to weigh their bows down really heavy. I can get it. I understand it for, for uh, target situations. I don't understand it for hunting situations. So, uh, right. but that's an option, right? And so there, there's so many things that, that are, that you've come up with and it's from your own experience. It's not an idea that just popped into your head. You actually create, you've still got gen one Mach one and, uh, and, and it's cool to see that transition in just a short amount of time. Um, you know, 2017 right. to, to now is only six years. It's not a lot of time. And so right. you, you've done a lot of work with that. So I think that's really cool. I personally, I don't really have any questions about it itself. I just love the idea that you found a problem and you went out and, and, and worked to fix it. So I guess first and, and foremost, like, you know, you said you drive tractors. Uh, that's what you do for your nine to five. Um, right. What would someone, so say someone comes up with an idea like this. I mean, what was your process as far as uh, reaching out to people, um, getting people excited about this, this new idea that you're coming up in a saturated market of stabilizers? Um, there's so many out there. And uh, I mean, what was your, how did you even go about finding someone to machine this for you? Well, you, you, you touched on it real quick you uh you really you really hit it right on the head and i'll tell you what it was it, it wasn't the fact that i was i was marketing that i have a cool product it, because there's like you said the market is saturated with stabilizers and it's all about it's all about preference so my main goal after watching podcasts learning learning how to market you know do whatever i can to try to figure out you know how, how am i going to make this thing go during the time that we were in, you know, and, and during, during COVID, like you said, uh, it, out and it was pretty simple. Solve a problem. If you can, you're, you're set, you're selling to solve a problem. That's, that was my main goal. And that's what I did. Uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't because it was cool. It wasn't because it was American made. I was solving a problem and everybody, I mean, you saw it yourself. While I, you were at TAC, uh, you saw it when you put it in your hand and you felt it and right away you saw how comfortable it was. You, 
every single person that grabs a hold of a bow that's got this stabilizer on it, as soon as that saddle rests in your forearm, the light goes off. And they just love it. And, and they just sit there and go, why didn't I come up with that a long time ago? You know? So solving the problem was the big, was the big go-to. And, and that's what really, you know, pushed it to where it's at today. Uh, and I say, you know, where it's at today because in the past, since, since January of 2023, I've sold, I mean, I don't hold nothing back. I've sold over 2,000 of these stabilizers in all different lengths, you know, and now I've got almost 20 dealers across the United States. Uh, and I'm producing these as fast as I can. You know, I sell out almost weekly. You know, right now I'm sold out of 12 inch. I'm sold out of eight inch. I'm almost sold out of 10 inch black. I'm sold out of the origin model, which we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, so it was it was really solving a problem, man, is where it really, you know, it really, really took off. Uh, and, and you know, I told you I, you know, I sit in a tractor all day, which is which is really cool for me. Uh, because you know, the, this, I say I sit in a tractor, I own another company where, where I do land services. I got skid steers and do machines and road work and stuff, but sit in that machine, I think all day long, man. So I don't know if you sat in a tractor for eight, eight hours in a day, you think, and then, you know, you, you don't get to talk to nobody, but you listen to podcasts and you just think about ways to, to do things. And, and, you know, I don't know if you've seen all my content lately. Uh, that I've been putting out, that's that's where it comes from. Just thinking about sitting in that machine all day long, thinking about different ways to to get more stuff out there. Uh, because now it's you know it's it's out there. The fire's been lit. Now I got to stoke it and get it going again. You know, get it. You know, now, now everybody knows what it is, who I am. Uh, I, I, you know, I say everybody. I, I think I've just kind of just scratched the surface still. You know, like when I went to TAC, and I'm in Texas. I live. I live. 35 minutes from TAC, San Antonio. That's where I live. I'm 35 minutes from there. And there was, man, I don't know, 100 plus people that never seen it, never heard of it, you know? So that's going to be my, that's going to be my, you know, my next venture, which I, I'm actually, I don't know if you're going to TAC Utah or not, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll be at, yeah, I'll be at, I have a booth at TAC Utah and I'll be my own booth. So <clears throat> that's going to be, that's going to be big. That's going to be a big event, you know, for me. Uh, and, and, you know, like you said, it, it's 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 the fact that I'm speaking from I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm speaking from experience of, of being up and I've been bow hunting my whole life. I got somewhere I got pictures of me when I'm five years old and, and I made a bow when I was five out of a PVC pipe and weed eater string. And I've got a <laughs> bow that I'm shooting when I'm five years old. So I've been shooting a bow my whole life, man. I've been hunting my whole life. I've been in the pasture my whole life. I've been on ranches my whole life. Uh, so, and, you know, it did, and that's where it comes from. Then my uncles and my cousins, they, they took me, uh, elk hunting back in, uh, 1999 in Colorado. And that's where, uh, you know, that's where it stuck to me, man. Elk and mule deer, man, they just, it's in my blood, man. I got to have it. I just got to have it every year. So yeah, man, solving the problem was the big one. That's, that's how I, yeah. A lot of people told me, uh, aren't you worried about the, you know, the competitors? Aren't you worried about your competitors? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything about the competitors, uh, but they don't have what I have. One. Two, 95% of my, of the, I say my, the industry competitors in my niche are all Chinese made. So, yeah, you're, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you can't beat American made. All right. Brief intermission here, guys. I know this conversation is going fantastic. I loved having Dan on the show. It was awesome. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to all of these show partners and sponsors. It's fantastic getting to work with some of these companies, guys, and sharing discounts with you. So again, before you make any purchases in outdoor gear, check out my show link description so that you guys can get a discount. I want to give back to you and you in turn supporting the companies that are supporting me helps me out here on the podcast as well. So of course, First Form and First Form Outdoors, come join us over on the Facebook group. There's a Gleam Challenge going on right now for over $900 worth of gear, including a Montana Knife Company knife. So go check that out in the links down below. Also, guys, PSE, Heather's Choice, Black Ovis, Alpenfuel, All Indigiscoping, Initial Ascent, Guys, best backpack on the market. If you need something to carry out heavy weight, 
in this fall when you're going on your hunts definitely go check out the initial ascent pack code redbeard a3 archery bowstrings kestrel glassing systems cryptech dark energy go ruck sheep feet custom orthotics my medic affect beard oil muley freak brino harness bow hunters united and of course if you're wanting that good look of uh, boat shoes or comfort shoes whatever you want to call them go check out joy bees and get the cryptech version guys they are fantastic super comfortable and i've really enjoyed having them around the house and then taking them out to the lake this last week so now without further ado guys let's get back to this conversation you're not going to beat it i mean it's just that's 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 my main that's my next big you know push now that i've got i've got this soapbox now this this thing that's got me a little bit of a a stage to to talk now so uh yeah man so that's you know that's where that's where we're at solving a problem no definitely that's you know when people no matter what you're doing there's yeah. going to be people that are like aren't you worried about this and aren't you worried about that and and i i've gotten to a point where i almost feel sorry for those people because i want to get in their heads and see what ideas they're giving up because of the concerns that they mention to me right. about something that I'm doing and they're not investing any time or money into it. It's yeah. for me. I'm like, well, what do you care? You know what? Right. I appreciate your concern, but, and yes, obviously if you're thinking about it, I've thought about that, but it's not a concern of mine, you know? Right. Um, there, there's a lot of things out there. So for example, you know, I, obviously I work for first form and first form outdoors. There's tons right. of supplement companies out there. It's something that I absolutely love because as we're branching into the outdoors industry and it's already a saturated market, everyone knows of all the other companies out there. Uh, right. Whenever we have people come up to the event and, you know, and they talk to us and we've had people that say, what about this competitor? What about that? Or, or F that competitor and, you know, F them for this and that. And we're set there and we, we listen to them. We're like, hold on, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. And I firmly right. believe that in any industry. If you yep. set the standard, which you've come up with something that so many people say they wish they would have thought of, uh, but they weren't willing to invest that time and money and experience into. I mean, you didn't just invest time and money in the last six years. You've invested that time and money in all of your years of hunting. You right. were creating new things as a kid with that PVC pipe and, and weed eater string that right. most five-year-olds you know, they're not worried about, they don't think about doing something like that. And so, yeah. you know, going back to the, the idea of, you know, you're creating something new, which yes, the stabilizer market is pretty saturated, but every company offers something different. And like what you were saying, it's, it's very much uh, user preference. And there's some things that maybe some people, for some reason, they have another way to carry their bow and they're not concerned about that saddle. That's not the people that you're trying to reach out to, but it does spark an idea in their head on how they could maybe make theirs better. Right. Right. And so right. that that's, that's a big deal for, for competition. And I, I love that you're not disparaging or anything like that towards any other competitors, because like you said, you've got something that no one else has and you're yeah. very firm in your belief as to what, what it is that you have and you've, you've proof's in the pudding. I mean, you've got some big name people that actually do go out and hunt. They're not just uh bow Instagrammers, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they actually use the stuff. And, and right. so, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding for, for what you've come up with and it works. It really does. Right. And then the idea of American made behind that, um, you know, eventually you're not going to have to drive a tractor or sit in a tractor all day. And right. uh, maybe that could be a bad thing because then you're not going to be able to think as much. You're going to be worried about all your employees and everything else you've got going on. Yeah. But yeah, but you're getting there, man. You're growing and it's awesome to see. I love innovation. I love when people come up with these things because I'm not a creative. I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm very simple and I'm, I'm very consistent. Uh, I right. love, you know, my family, archery, fitness and meeting new people. And that's really about yeah. it. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I commend you for coming up with something new in a saturated market. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, man, it was, I say it was tough. I mean, it's, it, it really, it really, it wasn't that tough if I look back at it. Uh, but then again, like I said, 
you know, it, it got to a point where I kind of gave up on it a little bit because it wasn't getting the traction that I thought it would. You know, locally, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, cool, that's that's awesome, you know. But, you know, there for a while, just – and, you know, what I, what, what I did, I got some advice from some of the cool guys in, in, in the industry. Uh, Travis T-Bone Turner, I mean, I'll, I'll throw his name out there. Uh, I sent him an email and uh, with the Mach 3 model, which was just basic, had paracord wrapped around. He said, yeah, it looks cool, man. I, I would I would try to make it look better than it does and uh, <laughs> make it do some do some other things. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I kind of went back to the drawing board, and, you know, and that's where, you know, kind of where we're at today. So, you know, I've taken a lot of advice. I've taken a lot of critiques, uh, you know, and I've, you know, I've got, I've still got customers today that, in 20, you know, 2018, 2019, when I released the Mach 3 model, uh, that have all of them. They have the Mach 3, they have the Mach 4, they have the Mach 5, they have Mach 6, they have all of them. Uh, and they love all of them. You know, they're, 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 you know, they, they're, they're kind of like my little, my little team of guys, you know, my, my, you know, what do they call them, pro staff or whatever. But yeah, that's, um, the, the, the industry, you know, if there's, if there's not competition, we're not going to grow, you know, regardless. So, yeah, that and that's what I like about it. I, I think there's a lot of companies right now, uh, stabilizer accessory companies. I know they're watching. I know they're seeing what I'm doing, uh, just because of you know the big people that are using this, my product. Uh, I know they know who I am and and what I'm doing because when I go to these shows, they come to me and they say, "Yeah, we've been we've been watching. We we see you. We see what you're doing. You know." And some of them like it. Some of them are kind of standoffish as the, you know, the outdoor hunting industry is uh, there. You know, there's a lot of, you know, type A alphas in the in the hunting industry. And and that's just, you know, it just it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm one of those guys, too. You know, type A alpha, too, you know, and, you know, and I'm hardcore, hardcore American, which, you know, a lot of these guys that, that, that are, you know, so-called competitors. They, they don't have ground to stand on when it comes to me because they don't have American-made products. You know, all their stuff is Chinese-made. There's a couple of them that, that have American-made products, but they use, they say they're American-made, but they use offshore components. So mm. I, I want to talk about that real quick. So this this aluminum comes from Utah. The aluminum comes out of Utah. There's a mill in Utah where, where y'all are at. And uh, all the plastisol, all this stuff is made in Texas. You know, we're a big petroleum state, you know, so the pla- this is plastisol PVC. It's a 70 durometer plastisol PVC. That's all made in Texas. So all the designing, all the engineering, all the machining, all the welding, all the everything you see here, everything's done in Texas. All of that. And then all these all these bolts, everything's done in Texas. So, you know, and I and I, I will not compromise one inch. Uh, even on a component, you know, it's all going to be 100% American made. And, and that's and that's what I'm really going to move into here pretty soon. So I'm, I'm going to start a new project that I want to talk to you about. Uh, not necessarily going to be a podcast yet, uh, but what I'm going to do is, is a project called Can't Beat American Made. And what I'm going to be doing is not even focusing on me. I'm going to focus on other companies within the archery, hunting and outdoor community that have a product, have a service that's 100% American made, and I'm going to feature them. You know, that's how I can start giving back and giving more to get everybody on the same page. Because, man, there's there's so many guys, you know, when I was at TAC, they would walk up and they would look at this thing and then, what in the world is that? And then I first thing I'd ask them, what kind of stabilizer you got on your bow? And they say, I don't know. Whatever the pro shop <laughs> put on it. And I said, well, I know them. I know what it is. I said, I'm telling you right now, that's a Chinese-made stabilizer. It's what it is. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, that's, that was a lot of the reason why I got a lot of sales at TAC. You know, I sold, I sold out at TAC, San Antonio. Complete sold out, which was crazy. I didn't think that was going to happen. But it did, and it was pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, that's where, that's where I stand my ground, man. I, I'm not going to compromise when it comes to uh, keeping, it, keeping it here. I mean, it's it's... Everything's going to stay here. And now I've teamed up with a really cool company, Classic Caps, and they're here in Texas. Uh, they build, manufacture, and all the materials are sourced for baseball caps. So I'm, now I'm going to be moving into getting some apparel for my company. And uh, all of it's done here in Texas, 100% American-made caps. Uh, really cool company, cool people. The, uh, it's a family-owned business owned by a lady uh, here in Texas. She built caps. And then I found... One of, there's only like five or six 
vertical mills that actually mm. cut and sew t-shirts. Uh, and this one's actually in California. So I'm actually going to now moving into apparel, like I said, but I'm going to be having American made t-shirts. They're coming pretty soon too. It's going to have my logo and then I'm going to be making some that have different stuff, you know, just cool designs and cool, you know, sayings and all that stuff, you know, but I just, I want everything to be, you know, American. It costs me more money. Don't get me wrong. It costs a lot of money to build this stuff here and to make this stuff here. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm supporting, you know, American people and American products and, you know, keeping it here, which uh, I don't know. I, I, I would think your, your, your outlook on American made is pretty much the same. Yeah. Yep. I, I would agree. It's, uh, it's not easy uh, to come across, but there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I'm just looking at my bow right here and uh, I mean, most of it is American made stuff. So PSE right, right. is sourced. And, I mean, they, they yeah. make everything right there in Arizona. You've got the dial right. archery site, which is us made, you know, and, and I know it's hard to come across a bunch of things that um, like, I know origin had to, go over this, this whole situation where, um, you have to find the buttons and the buckles and, and the denim and all the other stuff in their boots. And there's so many things that it, it, it makes it difficult, which is sad that it's difficult and more expensive to make things here in the U S but especially the way, and I, I won't go down this whole rabbit hole, but just kind of a brief overview, the way things are going, um, you know, it seems as though we have tried to become I, I don't know, more, more of a global entity than what we should be. And we've forgotten about the people here in the U S and we'll, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Just, it's good to put money where Americans are working, where it's creating jobs. Again, that's another big thing of mine with first form and first form outdoors is everything's in Missouri. Uh, everything that, I mean, some of the stuff that they source, they can tell you they either own the farms or they know where it came from in the U S for the supplements, uh, right. you know, and they're, they're going to start manufacturing their own clothing. They've got multiple buildings that are being put up right now and they're, they're creating jobs. You know, that's a huge deal, um, for, for people. So yes, it costs more, but in the long run, bringing those things back here to the U S is definitely a, it's a big deal. And, and right. uh, I try and vote with my dollar whenever I can, um, right. you know, in, in those aspects. So it's, it's definitely a big deal. For sure. Yeah, man, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of first form and Andy Priscilla and everything he's doing there. You know, I, I listen to his podcast a lot. He's where we're kind of aligned on his, you know, I don't want to get into politics, but we're pretty aligned the way, where he looks at that, mm -hmm. and, you know, his, his live hard program, 75 hard program and, you know, all his, all his supplements and everything he's done built, man, it's pretty inspiring uh, to listen oh, yeah. to. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of his podcast It's pretty cool, dude. Uh, but yeah, man, American made is, uh, you know, like you talked about, uh, you know, another thing that I'm doing, you know, instead of, and it's hard for me because as, as a Texas entity, a limited liability company, uh, I've got to pay sales tax. Uh, there's some States that are, that are tax exempt. So I got to pay a ton of sales tax. Okay. So I got to pay sales tax. And then at the end of the year, I got to pay income tax. So, so what I do with, with all of that, instead of giving it to the powers that be, where they can give it to whoever they want to, I take that money and uh, put it aside. And before the end of the year, where I got to do taxes. I'll give it to a charitable donation or a charitable enterprise that I know where that money's going to go to. So, you know, mm -hmm. Mule Deer Foundation, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, you know, all these conservation companies and, and entities and everybody, I'll take it and give them that money. That way I can write it off 100% and I ain't got to give it to retarded people in in the white house right now so that's another thing about you know american made you, you you know you get a you get a tax credit when you pay your employees you get a tax credit if you you know donate it to 100 percent charitable cause and that's 100 percent write-off so that's a lot of things that you know if you're a company you know if y'all listen to this anybody that's got a company if you're going to start a company and, and you know I, I i beg you to keep everything, buy American products, use American products, build American products, hire American people, donate to your charitable calls. That way that, I mean, cause we're taxed like you wouldn't believe. I mean, we're, you know, everybody <laughs> thinks we're, you know, we're, we're free in this country, but we're not, you know, if you look at it at the end of the day, you know, we're taxed three, three quarters or more of what we actually make 
So if you can mm-hmm. take that and give it back and put it back into our economy and back into your your local community, it's gonna at the long run. If we can all get everybody on the same page, that's where it's gonna make the difference. You know, nationwide. So exactly. yeah, that's another one of my ultimate goals. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's definitely it's definitely mm-hmm. key to to and you know to vote and to put actions. Um, when I say vote, vote with your dollar, vote with your actions. Uh, you know, locally, and that's that's a big deal for me as well. Like I try and stay out of the news and stuff because I'm like in the long run, uh, what really matters is my family and my community and the people that I bring around me, uh, and yeah. and how I can give back to the community as well. And so. Um, you know, that, that's a big deal. And so I, I, I do appreciate that everything that you've got going on is American made. You've sourced it. You can tell people where it's come from. Um, that that's a big deal. So kind of pivoting with that, you mentioned about the origin that you've got so a black version and you've got the origin camo version of your stabilizers. Those are really the two options that you've got right now, which is pretty, um, I, I guess black is pretty standard across most stabilizers anyway. Um, but why you said you want to mention something about origin. Um, right. what do you want to talk about? there? Well, you know, to, to segue off of American made, I mean, right now on, on the, on the stage of American made, I think at the top right now is origin in, in my book and, and especially in the outdoor hunting community. Uh, they're, they're definitely at the top of their top, you know, their top shelf right now, but you know, I think first form and origin, they're kind of like, you know, neck and neck when it comes to that. I mean, you know, they're, they're two giants that people, people don't really even know about. I mean, there's, they're still sleepers, but they're giants, man. Like even in Texas, you know, I wear, you know, everybody said, you wear camo every day. And I said, well, it's my favorite color. <laughs> so, you know, I get a lot of, I get a lot of people asking me about the camo I wear, which is origin, you know, Raptor and people love it. And I don't even tell them to look at the pattern. I said, don't, don't look at the pattern. Don't look at that. Come here. Let me show you something. And I, I'll reach down and pull this tag out. And I said, look at this made in the United States. That's why I'm wearing it. The pattern is just a byproduct of it being made in the United States. The pattern's awesome. You know, they killed it on the pattern. Uh, so that was a reason I reached out to origin. Uh, I wanted a, uh, w- when I found out that origin partnered with Hoyt and came out with the origin model camouflage Hoyt bow, uh, and then with, you know, Cam Haynes and Joe Rogan involved, uh, which Cam is, you know, you know, one of my, one of my, I'm a big fan of, of Cam. I've been following him for man, since 20, it's 2009, I think, uh, been on his journey for a long time. He's, you know, he's inspired me in a lot of ways. Uh, so when, when I found out about, you know, Hoyt and origin partnering up, I'm like, man, I, you know. I got to get in on that. I, I've got a cool, awesome product that's being run by one of the big guys already. Uh, I've I've got to I've got to get in there because it's it's just something that not even not even for sales. I just want to be part of it. You know, I just want to be part of that American dream, that American you know goal they're getting after. So I was able to actually get in contact with Kip Folks uh, with Origin, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, man, uh, he knew what it was." Uh, already because he hunts with with cam and uh he said yeah so get a hold of this guy and he gave me some contacts and i contacted them and they knew what it was i'm like holy crap you know how many people are watching you know so they knew what it was and this guy knew what it was and they just didn't know where it came from who i was so when i reached out to them i said hey man i'd like to uh i'd like to license or or you know get permission to to have these my stabilizer coated in origin camo to match the new hoyt bow and they didn't even think, they didn't look, they didn't hesitate. They said, send it. I said, holy moly, you serious? They said, yep. I said, well, all right. So I got a hold of the guys I needed to. And uh, now I have the the Mule Stabilizer Mach 6, 10-inch, 6-inch, 8-inch. Soon I'll be having the 12 because I'm building more in the Origin Raptor Highland Camo. I mean, this thing... And I mean, if you if, if you think about the journey, right, of this thing, it just it just to me, it's it, it's so it's so freaking awesome. You know, I, I didn't mention at the at the beginning that when I was in high school, every single year I was in ag shop, and every single year I won uh, state and county in FFA and ag shop for 
metal and wood projects. So I would build trailers. I would build barbecue pits. I would build, you know, small metal buildings. I would build all kinds of stuff, but I was in, you know, ag shop high school. Uh, and I won a lot of awards doing that. And then also when I, I was in high school, I was a football player. So, uh, in 2001, when I graduated, uh, I got elected to be on the United States All-American football team to play in London, England. So, uh, I was elected as the starting running back for All-American high school football team and flew to London and played and man, won MVP as well. So, you know, when I, you know, when I went to, when I went to London and, and to meet those people there and they, you know, when they meet you, they, they knew who I was because they studied my plays and they studied my video and they studied me and how to catch me, you know, cause I, you know, I'm fun size. I'm, I'm only five, seven, 175 pounds. And I've kind of been that way since high school, but I was super fast and super strong. So, you know, they studied my videos and studied all that stuff. So, you know, when I got there, and they were just big dudes. I mean, just huge, big dudes had beards. I mean, and I was a high school kid and these dudes are huge, but they couldn't catch me. They just didn't, I mean, they didn't understand, you know, American football as well as we did, but to, to, to see their, their reaction about how they were so humbled to meet an American is what really, you know, you know, we take for granted that we're Americans and that we're in a free country and that we, you know, we do the things we do. When you go somewhere else and you meet somebody that's like, holy crap, that's an American. You know, that's where it really, you know, in 2001, where it really hit me. And then, you know, when I got back, we had September 11th, 2001 that happened. Uh, and then from there, you know, that's where, you know, it got even, you know, deeper in my blood about, you know, being an American. So, and it's just, you know, it's been in there. It's, it's, it's been, I've been that way, you know, my whole life. So, you know, after, after 2000, you know, September 11, 2001, uh, I went to be a, I went into public safety. So uh, I've got still today, uh, I'm a master peace officer. I'm a firefighter and I'm an EMT. And and now I've retired from all that and I do it as a volunteer position. So uh, I did do public service for, you know, 16, 17 years, somewhere around there. So to, to think about, you know, now we have origin that's, that's trying to change, you know, the American way and, how everything has gone overseas and all of our, you know, manufacturing has got spider webs growing all over and, you know, nobody knows how to build anything anymore and you can't find <laughs> anybody that wants to work, you know, and that, that's the main problem, you know, is that people don't know how to build things, you know, they just don't, they don't know how to do it. So, you know, it's, um, to, to get on that, to get on that, uh, that, that team with origin to be able to build an American product that's completely different that, shock the industry that and then have teamed up with with these guys that have this awesome new pattern with this awesome new goal and and their team man it just you know it kind of chokes me up to think about it you know i'm just it just it's just so cool man then i got you know i got my my hort my hort vtm 31 and origin camo i got doubled up stabs you know people ask me, why do you got doubled up well one it looks cool as shit you know I don't care what you are right now. You know, that bottom one, it's standing by itself. So that bottom one's also a stand. Uh, like, you know, we talk about all the features. That's another feature. It stands up, you know, by itself. So, you know, when you grab that thing, it's just, uh, you know, it rests in your forearm. Everything's just nice and comfortable. And you can carry it the other way where it rests on top of your forearm, nice and comfortable. But to have to have a stabilizer and have an accessory on your bow, that helps you that helps you hunt and helps you be successful and then have that 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 thing in the back of your mind that it's 100 percent american made backed by another 100 percent american company you can't beat american made exactly exactly yeah that's i mean that that's really what it boils down to sometimes, man. It's just, w what do you want to support? You know, and there, again, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for different things. And, right. uh, you, like what you mentioned, and I love again, that you mentioned that it's very much personal preference, but you have definitely explained why you've done it. And again, I'll, I'll keep reiterating this. I love the fact that you found a problem. You didn't let the naysayers get you down or, or steer you in a different direction. And you knew what you wanted to do and, uh, and you went and did it. So that that's a huge deal. And for anyone out there that's in the market for a stabilizer, 
highly recommend that you go and check these out because they are awesome. They're, they're great. They fit right in the crevice right there of your elbow. Um, you can get the shorter one if you want and then add more length to it or, or weight or whatever you want. You can get the longer ones. Um, some people prefer the short ones just because either they're mounting it lower on the bar or on the bow, um, or they just don't want something sticking out like what you mentioned, uh, from their bar or their bow. And so, but yeah, so I'm just kind of to highlight again, a couple of the features that really stand out to me. Um, you know, first and foremost is that, that it, it will fit right there in that part of your elbow forearm area. Um, you can flip it both ways. So if you're carrying it, if you're a right-handed guy, you know, you're carrying it right hand, it'll fit right in your elbow. Uh, if you flip it around and put it in your left hand, it'll fit on the front of your forearm, which is interesting because I don't usually carry my bow like that. But when I carried your bow, um, you know, and put it that way, it was, it was interesting because it actually felt really comfortable and I didn't think that it would, to be honest with you. Um, so those are two of the big main features, but also a lot of people are flipping it around and using it as a, uh, as a stand as well. Um, you know, using it as kind of a, a bipod off the front of your, your bow, um, because it's got yeah. those two little legs basically that are sticking out of, if you flip it upside down. So there's a ton of ways that you can use, uh, the stabilizer. You could do two. If you've got a bow that has two mounted, two mounting positions off the front. Um, I've seen a lot of people doing it like that, where the, the little legs or the, um, the saddle make it look like an X because you have two, uh, two stabilizers, one that are, you know, that has the saddle coming up and the other one that has the saddle going down. There's so right. many different options. Uh, I highly recommend people go check that out. I'll leave the links down below where they can find you. Um, but just kind of to, to wrap it up here um, at the end, where can people find you if they're, if they're looking? Oh yeah, there you go. Right there. The, the X. That's it right um, there. Where can people? Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, that's why where can know, people... it stands out so much because it, it looks so different from anything else. That's why, you know, everybody that sees it like, what in the world is sticking out of his boat? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you if they're wanting to look you up, message you a little bit, or, or maybe even go and buy one of your bows? Or one of yeah, your man, our so, bars. Uh, so you know uh, the the company name is Aim for a Pass-Through. So that you know that name that that name came. I've, I've been saying it all my life. Uh, everybody's always pick on me all the time. They're like, you know, when I tell them I went hunting or I killed a deer or whatever, killed a pig. Now where'd you hit them at? And they're, they're like, oh, let me guess, you aim for a passer. Yeah, I aim for a passer every single time. So that's something that I've said, you know, all my life. So that just ended up being my company name, but. Aimforapastor.com, uh, aim for a pastor at Instagram, aim for a pastor on Facebook. Uh, everything's all the same. So, you know, if y'all are interested, uh, and also now YouTube, um, I'm going to be growing my YouTube channel and add more videos. And like I said, I'm going to start the Can't Beat American Made project where I'm going to be doing some reviews and featuring other American made companies and other guys that have products that are trying to grow and help them get on their, you know, on their feet and get on their way. And, do whatever I can to help everybody out, man. We we gotta we guess what we gotta do in America is especially nowadays, man. We gotta we gotta we you know we're stronger together and we we gotta come together and you know see what we can do to to change the outlook of what we're looking at right now because it doesn't look real good. <laughs> exactly. And, and, yep. No. I... Another another company right there, baby. Big truck. And that's yeah. You, know, you heard of big truck? That's a oh, yeah. folks owns that big truck farms, man. I don't drink a whole lot of beer, but every now and then I'll have a cold adult beverage and that's what I prefer is big trucks. So that's pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yes. and I, I agree a hundred percent with everything that you're, you're saying there, you know, definitely go vote with, with your dollar. Um, if that's something that you're up for again, I know there's not everyone that's in for that, but I would highly recommend that you take a look at how you can support your community, your country, uh, and the people around you and, you know, obviously we're not saying to go just buy whatever because it's U.S. made, but if it's a good quality product that you're looking for and you believe in it, definitely go for it. And so that's that's really uh, why I wanted to have you on, Danny, just because I, I, I agree with everything that you say. Um, I love what you're doing. And again, I love the innovation. I love the uh, the different type of stabilizer that you've come out with. I think it's awesome that you got the patent so quick and uh, you're running with it, man. And, and I'm really enjoying it. So for everyone out there listening, I'm going to leave the links down below to all of the social channels that you can find Danny, uh, his YouTube, as well as his uh, site so that you can go order a stabilizer if you're in the market. 
And uh, again, Danny, thanks so much for hopping on, man. I really appreciate your time tonight. And uh, for everyone out there listening, just like I always say, get out, live your life, and love it. Appreciate it, man. Wow, that was a fantastic conversation. Guys, I really enjoyed having Dan on the show. I have run his stabilizer now for a little while on my Omen, uh, the PSE Omen that I'm shooting, and I really like it. I like how it fits into your elbow. I love the way that, well, of course, it's American-made, and he has just done a fantastic job making sure that that is a big part of his brand. So if you want to support American-made, you want a an easier way to carry your bow, something that is super comfortable. It's blade style. You can go check it out on the website that I'll leave uh, in the links down below. But it's a blade style, so it allows to cut through some wind, keeps it a little skinny, but also has those wings that you can put into your elbow. So believe me, guys, I was a skeptic, and then I put it in my hands at TAC San Antonio, and it blew my mind uh, how heavy the bow felt, and then I rested that right there in my elbow and my goodness it whatever leverage there i'm not a big scientist guy but there's some leverage there that definitely is outstanding so great job on dan hope you enjoyed this podcast guys of course i want to invite you over to redbeard's fit crew we've got challenges going on over there group of individuals that just want to see you get better on a day-to-day basis first form outdoors not another group that i can really think of right now that I would rather you be a part of. Definitely go check that out over on First Form Outdoors Facebook group. Get in on the Gleam Challenge where you can win a Montana Knife Company knife along with gear, swag, supplements from First Form. So guys, check those out. And last but not least, I wanted to announce a new partner of the show, Montana Knife Company. I'm really stoked to have these guys. Josh is an amazing individual. The team that they have going over there is outstanding uh, and I feel very honored and blessed to be a partner with them at this point so with that being said guys have an amazing rest of your day thank you so much for everything that you do go leave a review and of course get out live your life and love it <laughs>